dude, he's like, you guys got to leave. I was like, all right, dude. And I was like, yo, bring the trash can. And so, and this venue was like on the rooftop. So we had to go down three sets of stairs and Lauren's just carrying this trash can down. It's, I'm blacking out. I'm blacking out. <laughs> I like the rent. Cut the back. We got that What is up, y'all? Welcome back to the Big Small Talks podcast. I'm your host, Austin Roach. Back in the booth, solo, no low row, no Chuck Nasty. Just me, myself, and I, and you. Me, myself, and I, and you. Ooh, ooh. Um, Charlie is still in Hawaii. Kiki, Lauren just had to go to work. Um, and your boy's here, speaking alone in the studio. But it's okay. Uh, me and Lauren were able to have a conversation today after some technical difficulties. Uh, we were able to get it going. Um, but before we get into what we talked about, that intro song is Wrecked, R-E-K-T, by LS Dream and K-O, K-A-Y-O-H. LS Dream, just the way it sounds. Um, that is off of the Renegades of Light album. Um, it came out in 2020 or 2019 off of Wakanda. Um, super sick. I like that song a lot. He also has another one on there called Expand the, uh, uh, Expand the Universe. I was going to use that one, but this one kind of, this one kind of hit a little bit harder. I kind of liked it a little bit more. Um, it's super dope. Check him out. Um, he used to be, he used to go under Brills. Is it Brills? Yeah, I think it's Brills. He used to produce under Brills, and he still kind of does, I guess, what Lauren was telling me, but he has just kind of transitioned into this uh, LS Dream um, persona. Um, the Brills was more of a bass music, dubstep kind of deal, and this is just more of a, I guess, synth vibey, kind of funky, experimental bass. I don't know. It sounds super dope. You also check it out. Um, LS Dream. And that song is called Wrecked. Okay. So podcast, we talked about Floyd Mayweather and Logan Paul's fight. And kind of just about how underwhelming it was, I guess. We knew what was going to happen, right? We knew Floyd was just going to kind of lean back, let him get tired, and then just beat him on stats. It's pretty much exactly what he did. But we talked about it on the podcast. We also talked about festival lineups. Um, EDC, Coachella, and Second Sky, which is Porter Robinson's festival. Um, we also get into a little bit of NHL playoffs, a little bit of NBA playoffs. There's kind of this little thing going on with uh, a dude by the name of uh, Mark Scheifel, um, who got a four-game suspension for a hit um, in the NHL. So uh, we kind of talk about that, and we also talk about 
uh, me falling into my old ways. I had a little blackout scenario this past weekend, so I'm still recovering from that. So, but you'll have to listen to that on the podcast. So, uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. Thank you for the love and support. We really do appreciate it. Um, be sure to like and subscribe and rate and review on Apple Podcast. Be sure to share when shareable and comment when commentable and like when likable. Um, we really do appreciate the support. We're, we're getting going on this logo. It's almost done. It looks so good. I'm so excited to get that going. We're hopefully going to be getting some merch going out, doing some contests, um, start to do some giveaway stuff to really just kind of boost up our following, um, as well as getting more guests. So, uh, as always, thanks for tuning in. All right. Y'all have a great week. Peace. Big small talks with Chucky, me and you. It's big small talks, BS and with the group. It's big small talks, expanding points of view. It's big small talks, it's big small talk. It's been one today. Dude, it's always something. There's always something. Like sometimes the the mics aren't in the right spaces, the lights aren't working sometimes, and then today the OBS, the the streaming software yeah just didn't want it wasn't working it wasn't responding it wasn't even like opening up like in uh the apple uh, applications when you click on the icon it kind of starts to bounce up a little bit yeah it's getting excited and it just it just kept going it would it wouldn't stop bouncing it's like what's going on when you left to go to the restroom i was just watching it because i was like (laughs) well maybe if we just you know stand a little bit yeah and i could swear it was getting slower and slower (laughs) he's like he's getting tired he's like like, you know what like quit me out he was like looking me in the face like i'm not opening (laughs) yeah so i had to uninstall it reinstall it like four times four times yeah times and that was going to be the last time I was going to do it. I was going to say, you know what? We're not recording it today. We're not doing it. I was thinking like, maybe we just let it rest. Yeah. Like yeah. start tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, technically that shouldn't work, but just weird things happen. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, it makes me kind of think that, I mean, especially like Apple systems probably have like a heartbeat of its own or a brain of its own. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just, I, I just, I get so frustrated with technology because like, it technically shouldn't be giving me this these issues because it's so new. Yeah, it's all it's, this stuff is brand new. Yeah, I Some guess that's I guess that's what the geniuses are for because yeah, it's prone to problems. Yeah, I wish it was more convenient though, right? Like if you had your own own Genius. guy like yeah. on call all the time. Hey man, hey like, Stuart, I'm paying you, so like you have to answer. Like yeah. you could be at a wedding or whatever, but like this thing's happening. Yeah, but uh, I think they probably can't like they have to be on the clock like they have to be on their own system to so it could be um monitored i think i would think yeah i don't know but we got there would be there would be there would be too many if you had that there would be too many like people that don't have real issues that would just be calling them up for nothing you know because they've already even downsized with their like genius staff they have where you can do messages kind of like an automated message you write in your message and then they write back or you can do a phone call 
because it used to have to always go into the actual mm. Apple store. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but now they do phone calls, they do messages, and then only then if you need to go in for like a checkup, like they'll set you up with a um an appointment. But it used to be like you used to be able to just walk in there and be like, "Hey, like my Apple thing is like not working, you know." can you help me out and they'll be like oh yeah let's take a look at it but now it's just so backed up because so many people are just constantly asking for help with little baby things yeah so yeah it's almost it was i'm sure easier for them when people didn't even really know they could do that like to get help yeah right yeah so it is what it is yeah we got it going we got it going after a while so yeah. So Charlie's still in Hawaii. <laughs> I guess I he, I didn't know that he was going to be out for two. Yeah, he like never conveniently said, he, right. Yeah, yeah like he, he this time. Yeah, he never said that he was going to be out for two. So that was just a yeah. yeah, whatever communication <laughs> error. <laughs> it's but, cool. It is what it is. We're yeah, here. He'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> well, he'll be back next week with tons of stories. I'm sure. Yeah. And so the hope. I'm I'm struggling a little bit today too. Because of this weekend. Yeah, I got trashed. <laughs> I got absolutely demolished. That it was, was unexpected too. It right? was unexpected. That was like that's that why. was like a perfect storm. Like I just wasn't expecting to do that. And that was that was the old me. The old me came out. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was ironic too, because it's like it's the first time you've been to that house. So it was like the first time you met that group, it was the first time you went to that house and yeah. they found you yeah. on the side of the curb. Yeah. I mean, I've been to that house before. I've kicked it there and everything, but I just uh-huh. haven't like uh drank there. It was our it was our buddy's birthday. 30 30 30th birthday. Dirty 30. Yeah, dirty 30. So, we had to celebrate correctly and everything was going good. Everything was fine. We watched a hockey game, barbecued burgers, we played some cornhole. And then um, probably around 11.30 was when I called you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At night. And we were playing putt-putt in the uh, living room. We just got a red solo cup and we had a putter. And we were just shooting around. Called my brother up. And I don't remember anything after that. <laughs> I know. I just got home from hanging out with, with uh, Sophie and her family. Skin run for bed, you know, just looking forward to a good night's sleep, which I don't normally do. And then I just get this very energetic, like too much energy, like phone call. Not like, hey, hey, what are you doing? Like, come over. It's like, just started calling me a bitch immediately. And he didn't even say, he. he's like, Jacob said. Yeah. Like, the well, word on the was, street is. Well, because he was. He was feeding me. He was feeding me words. That's, I mean, that. He was feeding you. That was the, that's the statement of the night. Yeah. Like whenever he would do say or do something, then yeah. it was going to happen. So I was only there for like not even two hours. Really? No. So Damn. we just started playing PP and then um, you guys finished the tequila <laughs> like out of nowhere. Like it just like, it was very like, oh, we started the second one because we finished a Patron and earlier in the day. Uh-huh. So you started the second and I had one, I had one shot and I was just drinking beer. Yeah. And then it just got to a point where you started bringing out like, what else do we have? <laughs> and then Tyler brought rum and me and him looked at each other like, we're not touching that. Yeah. And then uh, when you guys lost that third game. We played three games. 
Yeah, it was two oh one. So you, you guys didn't do that bad, honestly. We really? were all, we, no, we were all pretty level. Oh, I don't even remember making a single. I don't remember playing beer pong. Dang. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I cashed out long before it was, that. It was funny because we was were. I, was I? Was I? Was uh, I like that super obnoxious Austin? Kinda. Like where I, was I just yelling? Yeah. 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 I mean, not nothing too crazy. Like, it was almost refreshing to see, like, oh, I haven't seen this one in a while. Yeah. And just because you and Jacob just egg each other on and it didn't, like, go overboard. It was, like, pretty, like, level. Yeah. Again, you know, in my <laughs> eyes because I've seen it get crazy. But it was funny because we closed, ended up closing the garage door. Yeah. And um, you guys would just periodically just run into it, like, back up into it. And, and Tyler just would say the same thing. Guys, my garage. <laughs> Guys, my like he would just say it like yeah. almost like a dad, like yeah, a yeah, yeah, dad yeah. saying, yeah, yeah. And because when that happens, like you didn't want he we, he probably didn't want us to dent his garage. Yeah, and it just makes a noise, like just this banging, like echoey sound. You know, like he's like, guys, I have neighbors, but he was laughing the whole time. I was too. <sighs> Did, okay, because I lost my glasses. I can't. I I don't know if they're over there. I'm gonna maybe try to go they're over there, there. later I mean, on. We, yeah, you they didn't, have to be. You didn't there. go. Like we didn't leave, yeah, right? You didn't go. Anywhere. Yeah, they have to be there somewhere. Yeah, I woke. I woke up. Um, I woke up on the bathroom floor, in in a in a puddle of my own puke, and uh, I was using the, <laughs> I was using the um the carpet the rug as a, done, a yeah as a blanket. I've done that before. Um, that's, that's what it's there for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um. And I did not know where I was at, dude. I mean, it was like a, <gasps> like it yeah. was like a, it was a very, it was a very abrupt. Like I don't know what I was dreaming. I don't know what, but I just I was like, <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Like, and it took me like a little bit of step just like step. okay, okay, yeah, okay. That this is this is this has happened before. Like this is you're not new. You're not new to this. And then it t- quickly went from the realization of where I was at to, oh my god, I have to clean this up because it was yeah. just I don't know who yeah. whose bathroom this is, but I have to clean it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not leaving this place until I clean up my mess. So at first, I was using toilet paper, but the toilet paper wasn't really working. And then, mind you, you like you're still yeah, drunk. You're not. Like you're, I'm not fully mm-hmm. like capable of making these correct decisions on how to effectively clean this. And so then I'm like, okay, 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 wait. These t- tissues aren't working. Let me go see if I can find some paper towels and some some uh, cleaning spray. Go to the kitchen, and then I close the the door behind me, and I'm like spraying all over the walls. And I yeah, I I had to clean up everything. <laughs> I missed. <laughs> I missed quite a bit. And um and then I finally I'm like kind of like getting like ready to like kind of get out of there. And I thought I was being like quiet and gonna be able to sneak out of there. And then the owners of the home, she was just like, "Hey, doing there, bud?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, "Um, I'm so sorry. Like, <laughs> like yeah. I don't you know what else me. to say. Yeah, I don't know what else to say." And and it was funny because we were saying like, "Yeah, like at least you didn't like drive." I was like, "I wouldn't have been able to." I was like, "Where's Where's Jacob at?" And she was like, "Oh, he Ubered home." I was like, oh, "Okay, whatever. All right, well, I got to get out of here because I was gonna try to go to church in the morning. Like, it, yeah. like, yeah, I was. Yeah. So I, that's what you, you said that like three or four times. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna try to do that, and so, um, so I, I'm get, trying to accumulate all my stuff. I grab the um, carpet and the towel because I was like, I'm not gonna have you wash this. Like, I'm gonna take it home and wash it. So I, I'm like 
holding this towel of puke and then we opened the door the front door and jacobs passed out in his front seat in, a, in his car um and Jacob i could move yeah yeah i had parked behind his car so like he didn't leave and so i just knocked on the uh i just knocked on the door or the window and he like woke up and he just started laughing too <laughs> and uh yeah it was like a dude what like like where'd you go last night? like what like what'd you do and he's like dude i have no idea and she's like i thought you ubered home and he's like ah i no <laughs> <laughs> so um well he said that your car was behind him so like there's nothing he could really do he wouldn't have been able to drive which is great but also he said he was going to uber home he didn't say he was going to drive home yeah so but yeah yesterday was rough i all i did was sleep i couldn't i couldn't move i couldn't move without not wanting to puke i haven't been that hungover in a long time yeah, so your body just rejecting everything, yes. all your bad decisions. Yeah, so I'm still feeling sluggish, and I'm blind. Can't see right now. So, fucking hot mess, man. <laughs> so this was not helping today. Mm. Yeah, all this techno technology issues. But hey, it is what it is. You bigger, live and learn. You bigger, know, you bigger, better, stronger. Yeah, you think like you all your blackouts of are behind you, but just really one, one Honestly, day, one day, just it could just go totally wrong. I just was, and I yeah, I just wasn't expecting a blackout yesterday or the other day. Well, I, I, I mean, when you have someone that true eggs you on, true, and like, and you're the type where like you're just gonna like go with it, you know. It has to do with the the comfortability of the place that was at. Like, I knew I was like at a place where I could just crash. You know, there was no, like, I'm going to have to drive home or, like, there was none of that. And also, like, I know they take care of us. <laughs> yeah. So it just, it is what it is over there. But, yeah, and it was his birthday. So it was, like, and because we were the only ones, like, there to celebrate with him. So it was, like, oh, like, we can, we have to show him a good time. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <laughs> it is what it is. But, yeah, my throat was, like, hurting the next morning. So I knew, that's how I knew I threw up a lot. Damn. Yeah, it felt like I was breathing fire. <coughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time for since mine. Yeah, yeah. I think mine of the last time was for Brennan's show in Pomona. Oh, yeah. Back in 2000, I think it was 2017. Yeah. It was like August. It was like starting the school year. That's when he uh, sang for YL? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just got too thirsty for tennessee honey early on <laughs> took a whiff of a cigarette later when we got in and that was it yeah lights out that was uh that was an interesting time this dude was this dude was acting a fool that we had to go to the bathroom and he made it and it was fine but then he was on the way out there was a trash can there and he ended up like barfing in the trash can. Smart of me, I think. Yeah, it was a great move. But then the <laughs> like the the bouncer dude that was right there was like, "Yo, man, you got to take care of your friend." And then I'm like, "Well, like he's throwing up. Like, what do you want me to do?" He's like, "You guys got to leave." I was like, "All right, dude." And I was like, "Yo, bring the trash can." And so, and this venue was like on the rooftop, so we had to go down three sets of stairs. And Lauren's just carrying this trash can down. It's, I'm blacking out. I'm blacking out. <laughs> I will make it. And then we just left the trash can on the side of the venue. Hey, I mean. That was, That's all you then, needed it for is just to get down the stairs. I don't even think it was that late. 
No, dude. It, it like Brendan hadn't even gone on yet. Yeah, it was probably not even midnight. I would have no, 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 no. We had just gotten in there. <laughs> we had just gotten <laughs> like in there, and like Brendan had. And then, um, because I remember I took you to the car, and I was like, "All right, you need to like pass out here because like I'm gonna go back up." And then, um, I went back up, and then I took you home. I ended up like leaving them. I brought you. I took you home. Went back to pick them up. And then left again, so that they were able to watch the show. But yeah, I ended up taking you home. Yeah, that was wild. It's crazy how I mean those moments don't happen often, but it's always premeditated. Like this is just gonna this is on who you are. This is this is just gonna be you know a typical night. And then yeah, there's just sometimes just the the liquor just. Comes well, you, over, just, you get this confidence and you want to just keep yeah you well because you always well i won't say always but like for a majority of the time you're able to like like keep your act together you know what i'm saying and you do this time and time and time and time again you go to a show you pregame you get you have a cigarette like you do whatever it is that you do you have your routine and there's just those days where like you just kind of like miscalculate and then once that miscalculation is done you've then overgone you're like um able to make good decisions self so like you've passed it and then you just keep on going on and then you're feeling good so yeah. well because i know the cigarette really pushed me over the edge to like just make everything happen in a split second so if yeah. i never did that i wonder if i just would have been like and if i would have stopped drinking yeah if i you just would have okay. like or at least, because I was belligerent, but if I would have just stayed belligerent the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which may have been worse, because I could have just like, annoyed everybody and, like, you know. So. You weren't annoying, though. You were just, you just were, you were drunk, you know? <laughs> like, you were just, you were just drunk. Like, I don't know how to say it. But, like, I, I know what you're saying with, the, it's funny how, like, with the cigarette, how slight um, of, a, like, a head buzz you'll get, like, when you're sober. Like, sometimes when you smoke a cigarette, like, you don't even feel anything. You just... It's just it is what it is, you know, because you've done it so many times. But then when you're under the influence of alcohol and then you have like one or two puffs, the the heads the head change and the dizziness that you get and the oh whoa, this is not a good idea, like in like a matter of like a second, like you're saying, it's wild. Well, I mean, we don't have to worry about that anymore. We do not. Because we don't smoke them ciggies. No, we for do a while. not for a while. It's been a minute. And I don't, I don't miss them for a lot of reasons. Same, I guess. Just, I mean, mainly because I think I cut well of the addiction, yes. and that it became normal. Right? It wasn't like I miss it being this thing I did maybe once a month. Yeah, it was like oh, it was something that like was kind Every of day. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, there's also just the health, I guess, defects which. For I think a lot of us, we don't really feel, I guess yet anyway. Right. But it was just more of knowing this is probably not going to be a good road. I just I didn't like being like a closeted smoker. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't like having to be like secretive about it and like like feeling shameful about it. And I because it like did legitimately like kind of gross me out. Like I wasn't like I was like fond of it or excited to like tell the world like oh like by the way like i smoke cigarettes or anything like that you know what i'm saying it it, it just it just fit the narrative of like where i was at <clears throat> with what i was doing you know what i'm saying so when mm -hmm. i was making music when i was partying when i was going to shows like it just it was it was fine 
You just everybody was doing it like it was a conversation starter. Like it was going to happen. So like whatever. But then outside of that, like space, like at work, like it's not like I was smoking on like lunch breaks or ten minute breaks. I wasn't really like doing it when I was living here at home. But then once we moved over to the Walnut House and like it just became like a constant because we had we were all three smoking. I mean the the reasons to smoke just opened up to I'm stressed so I'm going to smoke or I'm tired so I'm going to smoke or I'm just waking up so I'm going to smoke and I'm drinking so I'm going to smoke and so it's just it just yeah it kind of went on this crazy train to where like once we move back here it just feels it feels nice not to yeah well it just again like it got normal mm-hmm. so that's and then it becomes a routine. 100%. Right? And you look forward to the routine. Yes. So, yeah, I was able to break that, um, vape for a while. And yeah. which we, like, I think justified of doing it because it's like, well, it's not as harmful. As bad, yeah. Um, but then it became much more used right. because you could be inside and just like. Psh, psh, yeah, like, just be puff, hitting puff, that puff. thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then you started closeting that. And right. when you start doing that, you know that's not. Right. Right? Like if you yeah. really owned it, like yeah. then just do it. But then. Right. That's not what we yeah. wanted to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That's not what I wanted to do. But I think I think I was definitely like in the in the the next step of like quitting like nicotine. Do you know what I'm saying? Like so it was like the smoking first and then being off of that for a little bit with the with the little vape thing and then kind it kind of had to get to that point of like, Oh, this is way too normal. And now you're just doing the exact same thing with this little vape that you were with the cigarettes, if not more. And the, you couldn't even justify the price uh, change either because those were actually more expensive. The vapes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like almost like small. Ones it's like, like 16, 16, 20 bucks. Whereas a pack of cheap cigs, you're maybe looking at like 10 bucks. Yeah. Nine bucks. bucks. And then, yeah. I mean, I never smoked a lot. Right. So that would have like, lasted so that would last two weeks. Where the vape. It's like a week. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Just because you're like. Psh, 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 like yeah, just exactly. Knocking yeah. It out. So I was like, okay, well, you're doing, you're inhaling more now for sure. More constantly. And you're spending more money. Mm-hmm. So like, this is not really doing, this is not really doing what you need it to do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like, let's dial back now. So I think it's crazy. Like when I get down to it it's that i like the subtle i guess stimulation that um i guess so like for vaping it's just something like you could be watching tv and just that little like oh i could everything's great but if i just had that little extra thing to just kind of buzz me out right like i guess that's really what what it goes down to well it's the constant chase of a high you know There's a, there's always something that's going to be enhanced if you get this one little thing, you know? And that's why it sounds so good when you're drinking, you know, cause like it will enhance your drunk, you know? And so, yeah, it's just that constant chase of stimulation. Yeah. If I could just go to a fucking island or something <laughs> where it's like, I just am forced to just not like, just to get rid of like any inhibition for any of those habits. Right. But I guess that's that's still in your own power. Like I can't complain about because I could do those things, but I always justify doing them, like just to go drinking or yeah. anything like that. So. Yeah, yeah. I think 
you know, I think when you go through that kind of stuff, a little bit different with the alcohol. It's just weird because alcohol is so approved of. Yeah, every and like, like everybody, everybody does, does it. it. So like, you could be the worst with your drinking habits and with your um, how much you you purchase it on a weekend or how much you drink it during the week. Or and really, nobody's going to say anything. As about long as you. you're not doing anything, like you're not hurting anyone, right. Or like really getting blacked out, right? And it's almost okay, right? So pe- like, so you being like a closeted alcoholic who's functional, right? Like. It's yeah. not really you're, you're, you're just chilling. kinda you're under the radar. Right. But with the cigarette smoking or even like weed, for example, they smell it on you, you know, you start to get like gross breath and teeth, and then it's just always on your clothes. It's well, always and on and your you body. You don't really smell or notice it as much. You like don't someone might and you're like, Oh, I No, they definitely do. Oh, yeah, no, they like definitely I didn't do. haven't smoked at all today, but they may smell No, smoke. they definitely have. So it might I mean it's a good position for us like now. Like yeah. I think if this was back in like the like 70s 80s or something like that mm-hmm. it almost be like it would be like drinking i feel like it'd be that normal because like everyone's Everybody's dad or mom smoked and whatnot so right. it's just the next step where yeah. now it's like ostracized which is good you know, yeah we're kind of getting better so yeah it's going to be interesting in the next couple of years to see what the research and data shows that these vapes are doing long term. Because, you know, we haven't really had any, it, they haven't been out long enough yeah. to really see the long standing side effects. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see that, especially just knowing the fact that, like, when you do have those, like, those rigs that those guys have, like, those big, crazy rigs mm-hmm. that just. Like a fucking helium balloon, vape, dude. And what are they called? The vape gods? Yeah. Like the guys that have like compilations of. Or like they do the videos. tricks and stuff. Yeah. They, do they the tornadoes. Have, a, have a glass table. Yeah. And just like, Whoa, big old cloud, like, bro. This is the Python. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, you got to think those guys are not going to be chilling when they get older. Well, I mean, there's it's just, you know, all this chemicals. You That's know? what I'm saying. That's the nicotine saying. in itself, I don't think it's innately that harmful but then the addictiveness of it um it's you know like any drug it's reassessing how you get serotonin right uh to your brain so then that's i think like what really drives and you want to keep doing it and doing it right i guess it's like sugar too in a way like how it just eats itself up yeah yeah it's weird speaking of like those addictives i was we were kind of like talking about this before because my family's been super into these Coca-Cola Zero Sugar. And I like these cherry ones. Oh, that's gel- it's delicious. It's so it's good. good. <laughs> and um, I was just thinking like today, like there's got they, – they've got to be bad for you. Like they can't like – It's made be, by Coca-Cola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it can't like be okay. Like they're really – be the best. It can't be good for you. So w- what is it that, you know, makes it bad? And we were just reading that it messes up your uh, what is it called? You you said the butt or the butt the, the butt. gut biome the gut biome, and then it it could possibly make you more um, capable of getting type two diabetes. Could help w- with uh, increasing your risk of getting uh, heart and kidney disease. Yeah, so, I think it just kind of if you drink. A lot of it, it just kind of rewires a lot of how your immune system is and how yeah. it generates nutrition. And it's just so dangerous because the the 
the way that people perceive those is that, oh, it's not as bad as Coke, so I can drink it more. That's, I mean, that's the way I would think yeah. about it if I didn't. Like, well, and then like her dad, you know, we, he's like, yeah, I've read articles, but like it's all conflicting and, you know, I don't know what to believe. It's like, I mean, if just a couple said that it's harmful, yeah. I would at least limit it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think it like if you just drink one or two a week, probably won't be that bad for you. But if it's like every day. It's a daily thing, though. Yeah. It's a daily thing with these with these drinkers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> these damn drinkers. These damn drinkers. Because, okay, because like the I way, because, okay, because the way that I was thinking about it was, so because I stopped drinking beer like at home, right? So I'll, I'll still drink beer, but I don't bring it home. And I don't, I try not to drink at the house like during the week just because I'm trying to be productive. But I ended up replacing my, my beer drinking with those uh, like Topo Chico's, you know, which is just carbonated water. But those the the repercussions of those is um, you have to be taking calcium supplements because it's bad for your gums, your teeth, mm-hmm. and for your um, bone marrow. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, oh, Fuck so up your like, face. yeah, so it's like honestly, like there's just a fine balance between all of this shit, right? I mean, if they're making drinks in a lab, right? Like yeah. that's what like <laughs> soda is and stuff. It's like. You can't. It can't possibly be good to be doing like yeah. drinking all that like all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. That's it's just God. because. Damn, this is good. Well, because just these brands have just marketed themselves so much and from for so long, right? That we just like don't think twice, or even just alcohol, knowing how negative it is and how bad it is for your body. Yeah, like it's normal because it's on all, every you know. TV station on on a commercial or something, right. and everybody does it. And right, so like you were saying, if we're in twenty years from now, if we look back, it's like what things that are we doing now that they're going to deem as like what? Like you guys did that shit all the time, right. every day. Yeah, like there has to be something. It could be the diet stuff. Yeah, it could be alcohol. Um, but I'm sure a lot of it's still going to be persistent. Um, there's, there's, there must be someone too that's trying, that's like an alcoholic, loves drinking, that's like a scientist and wants to create almost like a, like a remedy, like pill. They yeah. kind of have those, like to hydrate you. It's yeah. like the, um, electrolytes yeah, yeah, that are yeah. supposed to kind of cure hangovers. Oh yeah. Like an IV. But like that, <laughs> it's like yeah. A, it's like a that, pill yeah, form of IV. Exactly. <laughs> um, so there must be someone that just is like almost rewires your body to forget what it did to you like the mm. trauma you yeah. know so you don't get withdrawals or whatever right so and then it just juices you up, then just juices you up with uh, a bunch of water and hydrates you and stuff yeah um, but then i feel like some people would get addicted to, to that, that. Like, well cuz it would almost cuz it would almost be like that whole like cocaine and alcohol mixture that people like fall in love with you know cuz it's like it's, uh stimulating then evens out then you know yeah and, I think your body is like like something like eighty five or like ninety percent water. Uh-huh. So maybe if people started doing that hydration hydration thing and yeah. like th- think they feel good, but like that's not natural to have be that hydrated maybe all the time. Right. Then they would probably um, become. I think it's called like um, like uh, hydro like phobic or something. Yeah. Can't you can't you die from being overly hydrated? Like, I think you so. can actually drink too much water, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. So there's just, <laughs> you know, the fact that like we're able to just not like just to be rather healthy, yeah. you know, with some creaks and groans and stuff is like pretty. Yeah. 
pretty, pretty solid. Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah. Speaking of hydration, let's talk about this uh, <laughs> this uh, EDC lineup because this is a spot where uh, you have to be hydrated. Uh, let's see. Yeah, or else we'll just you'll you'll pass just out die. on the line, hit a chain fence, yeah. get ferried in. Um, but this, so this was supposed to happen um, this May, this past May. Yeah. Like just a month before. So like in April, they announced it. And just, you know, it was like people had different ideas about it because we thought it was too early. And But they're like, we're going to do it the safe way we can. Mm-hmm. But then last minute, uh, the state of... Nevada was like, nah, nah you guys can't it. do that, which is probably 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 a good, good idea. Yeah. yeah, probably a good thing. Like, so it's so they're doing it next year, or they're doing no, it. This they're doing year? it in October. Oh no way! But what a lot of people got pissed about is that, um, so they said that they were going to do it in May, and so there was a you know large number of people that got plane tickets or got Airbnbs mm. that were you know fully set and committed to going. And then they just announced, like, sorry, we can't do it. And then people just lost a lot, a bunch of money from not being refunded, like uh, Airbnbs and Bs and stuff. I think flights, it's like you get credits. But still, it just, it just seemed like it was inevitable that they weren't going to do it. So, I mean, it's, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a hard place to, like, to be because you can't really be responsible for people's Airbnbs. Yeah, it's not. It's right. It's not yeah, their it's responsibility. Expense. Yeah, and you know that that those shows have the opportunity to probably change times or change dates or all that stuff. So they have those like the uh, it's like the insurance on your Airbnbs or your airport tickets or airplane tickets or whatever. Nobody ever buys that because you're like oh, it's twenty five bucks, and I'm pretty sure that this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what that's for. Yeah. Well, I wonder if this state gave them all this hope, like, you know, you guys are outside. So, you know, like, I wonder what... what 300,000 people, though. I just wonder what that communication, though, was, like, to give them. Because I'm sure it's like, well, like, I, I we have to do this because, like, Insomniac, yeah. this is how we make most of our money. Yeah. So I'm sure that they... And because no one else was doing it. You know, there wasn't another festival right. that big... Right on at that time, right? Um, um, but maybe they just knew what was going to happen and just gave hope, and then just would transfer those people to just come October because that's what they did with the tickets. It's like yeah. it just transfers over. Yeah. Um. So yeah, like I'm, I'm not. I don't have any bad will towards Pasquale or anything about that. Right. It's like if you should like as a person, you should just have known that's what was going to happen. Right. So, I mean, and yeah, you. You just you can't please everybody. You're at at the end of the day. You're just trying to get your business back yeah, up and you running. Can't blur twenty four seven during a pandemic. <laughs> Save I, money. I mean, to be honest, if I was if I was him, I would have just postponed till next year. Next year, yeah, twenty twenty two. I probably would have like done what in the fall. I would have done what he did with the with May. Be like, we're gonna say October. It may or may not happen, so we'll prepare kind of for both. Yeah. So if this was going the way it was going, right, like everything's going down, the numbers of cases. Yeah, but then we it, just barely started showing like low case in numbers. Yeah. And so I think what he should have done is probably what Coachella did. You know, Coachella's doing it next year. You know, they're waiting it out. 
and you know that that's going to come come in with some heat just boom you know what i'm saying yeah coachella is back because they would because it's not even that far off now may may of next year well it's like if you just went yeah it's like yeah it's exactly. all the summer yeah yeah now you just gotta wait but who knows i mean is there anybody on here that you're that you would be excited about you're not going to this are you no no i mean i applied as a production assistant oh yeah runners like two different applications oh yeah for the festival that'd be cool in may so I don't know if they're going to keep that application yeah, or maybe yeah, yeah. like it's done did. Or maybe you have to apply again, reapply. Yeah. I, um, I follow, uh, it's called Festival Owl. Okay. And it just posts all these lineups and cancellations and stuff. Yeah. And it posted a story of um, Insomniac hiring. Okay. So I just went to go see what that was. So I just, uh, I did that. Hopped on. Yeah. Mm. So if it was a production assistant, like you're just running around like, helping production during the festival so yeah. it would be so fucking un- like surreal yeah and to be there sober yeah would also be surreal as well yeah. <laughs> i think but man i'm tired yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> man this is exhausting so many people here Fuck. yeah but you'd probably get to work two days and have one day off huh maybe and it's during it's during setting up too so like i would be there the week before and maybe the week after mm. so and it would just be cool because Obviously, that's not a full time thing. Yeah. But if it's like, oh, I love doing this. I love the people here. Like, it'd be sick to work nocturnal and then yeah, yeah, escape and Get like in. all that stuff. Get in like that. Interesting. That'd be solid. Yeah, that would be solid. I would enjoy doing that. I hope you get it. I will get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you get it. I think that'd be really I'll cool. Vlog the whole experience. Hell yeah. Um, but yes, uh, on here is Saruda. Yeah. So it's this kind of experimental like bass. We've had him as our. Uh, one of our intro songs before saruda yeah 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 he's cool he's tight um him uh zoo i don't think i've seen zoo so it's like kind of deep this deep house melodic kind of zuzu like baby yeah i'm faded that guy mm-hmm. he's oh. in the first day uh z trip and then for people that don't know dj diesel that is shack shaquille, shaquille O'Neal. O'Neal. and he he plays all dubstep it's hilarious yeah. He's on the third day. Yeah, right here. DJ yeah. Diesel. He's right under Black Sundays, Jesus. Right under Black Jesus. Dude, it's so funny to show lineups like this to people that don't know EDM so they see the names. Yeah. Like there's fucking um Loco Dice. Don't know who that is. Nitty Gritty. I listen to n- 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 Nitty Gritty. Nitty uh, Gritty. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just because I kept, kept seeing him on a um, podcast because like, he just got a nomi- uh, Grammy nomination. Okay. Or a win, actually, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I don't really care for his music. Me much. neither. Yeah, I don't really like it either. I'm sure he's a good lad, but not yeah, into it. Not, um, not huge. This uh, 12th Planet throwback set might be fun, huh? Yeah. Hey, I mean, I, I've... I've thought about that for a while. Like, like, why don't more DJs, since it's like 10 years from when like they started, like right. to play that old music. Right. He, he's doing that Liquid Stranger at his Wakan festival, like his own label. Yeah. Um, he did a throwback set. Okay. Because he has so many songs. Yeah, I don't know how you wouldn't do that as like a producer who has had all these good songs and you've had all these all these years of like just developing your catalog. Like, I don't know how you wouldn't be able to just not play those anymore. Just even as a desire of wanting to like play them. Well, I would just think they might be just embarrassed like of like of the quality of their music at that time to compare it to. Maybe. So I think it might have to do with something like 
it's a like a inward reflection of like them always wanting to like come out with like new, bigger, better things and like not wanting to maybe like look at the old stuff. Kind of like, oh, I've already done that. Like that's in the past. So I could see how it could be like that. But I just feel like EDM music is so different than just regular performance art because you have that availability and that freedom to play whatever you want. Like I could play share if I wanted to, right? Like you could play whatever you want as a DJ. Whereas like as a performer, like they're literally seeing, they're coming and paying tickets to see you perform maybe your newest tour, like your newest CD, your newest album or like whatever. And then you got to play like some of your major hits. But like that's kind of what you got to do because that's what they're paying money to see. Whereas like a DJ, they're just paying to go dance and to go like, see whatever it is that you play. Like you have absolutely full creative freedom. So it's like, I I think I would like, if I was like actually like DJing all the time and stuff like that, like I would like be playing some of my old stuff. Some of the old stuff is like, even though it's not the best sounding stuff, you could just throw that in there every now and then and still like kind of blow some minds, especially these guys with like Mm -hmm. their catalogs, you know? Well, and then throwback, I mean, that might, that might mean like his old stuff, but then also like old, like, stuff because smog they started in like 2008 or something yeah. like that so there's a lot of old yeah old heaters he doesn't really have he doesn't really do smog anymore huh no he's just um disciple disciple the very first la club show that i went to was 12th planet yeah i remember you telling me that yeah that was sick that was really fun i had never been to like a club before you th- it's it's funny thinking back because it's like so long now like of of people that you saw yeah that would a lot of times like for me it was just like a just a typical like what are you doing this yeah. Thursday let's go to Havoc on uh in Santa Ana right at the the Yost, Yost. to see Rusco yeah who's like a legend you know right so yeah we yeah. saw so many people at that it's cool it's cool to that like like we have like a spot that we got can kind of speak to that is like no longer there. Yeah, you know it's that, like a forbidden place yeah oh and i and i'm people that are into electronic music as long as we were yeah. like they know the place too right for so sure like, oh dude remember that yeah i remember that place and they say like they describe it the same way yeah like, all these got real rowdy towards yeah. the end and security guards were getting in fights with yeah. people and, <laughs> yeah, it was wild yeah, some wild nights yeah that was like the first time that i got to go backstage anywhere for panda funk for YL that was cool just to kind of like just experience like backstage see what it was like and then uh damn who else did we see there we saw okay there so okay uh, uh we saw um Kezo Kezo tunes were in the same Kezo that was when he was tunes. starting the headline yeah 2016 I think yeah um but I saw Rusko mm-hmm. um I saw uh, Trop Killers who's like drum and bass from like the uk but they played yeah. like halftime yeah um we saw valentino khan yeah valentino khan delta heavy dirty phonics um the tjr oh that yeah cool. that was cool you went you went there yeah though. um and then i saw uh for a while there you were going every thursday because yeah. you were well, going because you were going more frequent than me oh yeah yeah for sure yeah, just because I had people that I wanted to go to going all the time, every so. single time. Yeah, because I remember you would text me like, "Yo, you want to go?" And I'm like, "No, I'm gonna hold back." And 
Uh, I'm going to hold back. And then there would be like every now and then we'd be like, okay, I could go. You know, like. Well, and then you weren't really into dubstep. Like I was getting into dubstep too. So it wasn't, you weren't really into going to bass shows. You were getting in a house. Yeah. Yeah. Just a different, just different vibe. Well, and I just, I had done it already too. You know, as I, I, at that time that you were like starting to go in, like I was trying to like hold or like dial back on the amount of shows that I was going to. And kind of like hold out for shows that like I really wanted to go to because like money was kind of becoming an issue. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of throwing my life away there mm-hmm. for a second <laughs> with all these shows that we were going to. But um, yeah, it's just because uh, it's like every single show, it's not just the ticket, you know, it's like a full blown pregame after party drinks there whatever it is you know it ends up being like a 200 hundred dollar night depending on what it is like just thinking like (laughs) that people would just do that like once or twice a year at a festival yeah we would do that almost every week i know i'm just thinking and like thinking like to them like of like how maybe like uh dramatic dramatic as an experience was like to to be under the influence and all this stuff yeah and then if they were to just see us doing that all the time, yeah, yeah, it would just be a big old reflection. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but we came out on top. Came out on top. Came yeah. out on top. Let's see. We also got this Coachella lineup to kind of look at too. From last year, this we, is the last year one yeah, that didn't happen. Because I don't think it happened. It didn't. <laughs> it did not happen. Um, because I just bought tickets for uh, this next upcoming year. So I'm curious what you think. Curious. Do, you, do you think that they're going to have a majority of these guys on there? Or do you think that it's going to be like, you know what? Let's reevaluate. Let's do something different. No, I think, I think so for sure. Just seeing it, all the, the past um, festivals that have happened. Yeah, that were rescheduled. It's like completely different. All the same. Oh, it's all the no, same. No, it's all the same. Like basically all the same. And you got to think, um, kind of like we talked about before. I don't know when, but um, how a lot of artists owe studios their wealth, right? Like, to make the money back right. and to do that by shows and festivals, right? So I'm seeing this and like, man, these are deadful people. Right. Like that, that yeah, not yeah, rage yeah. against the machine, but like yeah, yeah. you know, these upcoming artists. Right. And maybe not Travis Scott, but like people that have been <laughs> kind of just starting to get these headline yeah. shows for the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're dancing for their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm pretty excited if because if it does stay like this, I mean, Rage Against the Machine, number one, obviously. I'm gonna be so stoked to see. Um, and then, uh, I'm excited to see Flume because he just came out with a bunch of that new stuff and I'm hoping he's going to have some more new stuff. Frank Ocean, just cause it's Frank Ocean. Everybody's been Frankie. Frank. They like Frank. Everybody likes Frank. I don't think I've listened to Frank Ocean. Really? I'm sure I have. I just, I'm sure you have. I can't think of it. He's like part of the whole Tyler, the creator crew. That whole, um, what is it, like, Odd odd, odd future. future? Yeah, Odd Future. So, yeah, I think I think that'll be interesting. Um, everybody's all into him. So I'm excited for that. What else we got in here? We got, um, we got Lana. I'd be interested I've to seen, see Lana. I've seen Lana twice. 
It was okay. Like you saw, you saw that you wouldn't. It was good. It was good. It's just like it's a it's a it's a vibe changer. You know what I'm saying? Because you're very slow, very slow, very slow. Yeah, you know it's like okay, okay. Um, Daniel Caesar, he's also going to be very slow, but so is Frank Ocean, though. So Sunday might just be the slow day. That might be the slow dance of the wedding. Do you know what I'm saying? Is Lil Nas X is that the one that does that did the devil song? Yeah. The little, oh. the little black gay uh, cowboy. Interesting. Am I allowed to say that on here? That's what he is, right? That's, yeah. I, mean, I think so. Yeah. He's, he's being honest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, J.I.D., uh, Denzel Curry. Duck Sauce. Those guys go, to go hard. Duck Sauce. They always play Coachella. I haven't, I haven't they seen always them. be up in Coachella. The baby's going to be there. I know Charlie's going to be happy for that. Travis Scott, 21 Savage. So... It'll be interesting to see who stays here and then who gets the boot and then who's added. I'm hope I'm hoping it's pretty much the same because I'm pretty cool with it. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. As I'd, is. I'd want to see Grizz. Grizz is a electronic producer, it's kinda like Pretty Lights, has that soulful vibe and has jazz like yeah. into with his bass music. Oh and he, and he plays a saxophone. Oh shit. Yeah, so that'd be sick. Um Omar Apollo. I've been listening to that guy a lot. He's tight. I, I got into him because he was on um on Kenny Beats's the uh the cave. And uh yeah, he just has some some dope music. So So when you see this, you see a lot of rap per se, hip hop. Uh, it's kind of all over the place to be honest. Cause Omar Apollo is not rap. He like plays the bass, the guitar. He's he's kind of he's kind of a singer. He's more R and B. And then J I D Denzel Curry, they're rap. The Baby's rap, Travis Scott's rap, Twenty One Savage. Joji's gonna be there. He's the that Asian that Asian dude that we were we've talked about. Freddie Gibbs plus Madlib. That's gonna be crazy. Have you ever seen Cashmere Cat? I have. I saw him at um, the Porter Robinson show. I thought it was a girl. Yeah, isn't it? Wait, he has a he has long hair. He kind of looks like he kind of looks like Saruta. Yes. Well, I yeah. saw. I saw. It literally, him. like, looks like that. No, I saw him at um, at uh, what is it? Um, that place in um, uh, Costa Mesa. It was the small place that we saw uh, Doctor P. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the name of it though. God damn it! Look it up on your phone real quick. I don't know how how to search Costa Mesa Club. Costa Mesa Observatory. Club. Observatory. Santa oh Anna. oh. I thought you were talking about the place in New, no. New uh, yeah, Newport. Yeah, I went there with Cole, but no one referred to as he or she. It was just Cashmere Cat. Yeah, for, I, yeah, so this whole, no disrespect, but this whole time I thought it was a girl. Yeah. That's how little, like, I know about yeah. I just know, like, that he, he's, he pro- like, He big. produces for a lot of people. He's more of, like, a... Like a Tame Impala. Well, no, not, well, not more like... No, a, not not like a Tame Impala. I would say he's more like a... Like a um, Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, like a uh, like Carnage. You know how like he'll like produce for a bunch of people, and then it's just kind of like, and then he'll put his name on there though. But he just produced it, and it's mm-hmm. just like a bunch of rappers, or kind of like a Freddie Freddie Beats. Cap, yeah. sorry, Kenny Beats, where he's just like he's on the track, but he's not really in the track. He's just the producer of it. So I feel like he kind of does that a lot. Does he produce um, hip hop? It's kind of like pop hip hop, yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like it he has some he uses a lot of like organic sounds. 
Like, so it's more like drum-ish more than like sound design. Hmm. I mean, I would have to, yeah, it did gander. It, it didn't, uh, when we were, when we saw him at Porter, his set was the most quiet. And I don't know if that was like a reflection of his masters and like, and how good of a producer he was, but like G Jones was like the loudest mm-hmm. and then cashmere cat played. And it was like, Oh, like it was just like dead. Like you were just the energy was off. Like compared to G Jones, it was after yeah, G Jones, yeah. Ooh. And then um, Maddion came on, and his stuff sounded good. Like like, but it it wasn't as loud as G Jones. But it the vibe and the energy was there, and especially it was like the sunset, so it was fine. And then Porter went on, and again his was loud, but like I think because of G Jones's sound design and the um, use of uh, of silence. You know, and he just has everything so tight, like everything's just warped like to perfection. It just makes it sound loud. Mm-hmm. Um and and it's shocking, you know. So <laughs> yeah, so it's like so with when you have like a cashmere cat, then Maddion and then Porter, and it's very like synthy kind of yeah. stuff, or just like you're just like like I I wish that G Jones would have closed out that set. Yeah. Just because I was just you knew. I was overwhelmed. And then I was underwhelmed three times. Yeah. That's just crazy to think like that actually happened. Yeah. Right? Like if yeah. they just took G. Jones out of there, like you wouldn't have even thought of, like we wouldn't be talking about this. No, no, not like at all. He just happened to get in there. I think just because, I think the mere fact that G. Jones just has some melodic uh, features. Yes. And that it's just unique and fresh. So yeah. I'm sure Porter hit that. And he has a, a following, like right. a big following. So yeah. Well, and I, you know, to 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 court, uh, Porter's credit, like he's every artist that he gets on all of his like uh, his bills, like they're all kind of different, you know. Like it's not like he's get he's not curating a festival for what he thinks people would like to hear. He's like making a festival based off like this type of stuff that he likes to listen to, and he listens to like a bunch of different stuff. Which I think is cool because you can go to that show and get a bass music experience and also have like some melodic stuff. And then because he's like on his newest one, he's having this like uh, he's a pop producer. His name's like Jacob Colbert or something like that. And he's this crazy like piano musician from um, England or from the UK. And he does a lot of production for like pop pop vocalists and he doesn't really perform his own stuff. And so he's performing there. Hmm. So I thought that was really interesting. They announced for the fall. It's like isn't Res on or did they or did they have No, like, that was the um <clears throat> That was the uh the online one. So this is the uh why is it so this is the lineup for Second Sky, for ne- or maybe what? Oh, maybe it is for this year. Yeah. Oh, they're doing it. Oh, oh, maybe shoot! For the, for the fall. I yeah, think. for the fall. You're right. You are absolutely right. Oh, this is. Yeah, this is it. Okay. Um. So it's uh, Madion, J J Wolf, Jai Wolf, Jai Wolf, Toro Imoy. John Hopkins, and then Jacob Collier, or however he pronounces that name. That's the guy that I was talking mm. about. Wave Dasher, Noah, and... I think Wave Dasher has just been... Wave Dasher's like... like dubstep, right? 
No, I think uh, they're more. Or they're there. They're, it's three guys, and they're they kind of make like portery stuff. That's the best way I know to describe it. <laughs> you know, like it's like people trying to sound it's like, like melodic, like m- melodic, like granular, yeah, like stuff. Yeah, like, I guess <laughs> it's just and it just it's just trying to sound like Porter. Like that's the best way I can describe it. It's crazy how like. He's just kind of coined that. Like it's like there's only one way you could go to be like melodic and yeah, and um like rainy, and it's like all Porter did that. So yeah. like that's like the the freeway yeah underpass that you have yeah. to go through. But like the th- the thing that you could do, I think, as a producer, is to take like his elements and then like incorporate it into your own. You just can't have it be the majority of that because I feel like sometimes Flume has his sound too. Like you, you're trying to sound flumey. Mm-hmm. And his is like a portery kind of sound, but more wobble to it. And it has more filtering and then it has more sound design. Yeah, it has a way more effects. Like it has a lot yeah. of flangers. And then it's um, and his whole thing his is his swing. His like off tempo kind of stuff. He has a lot of pitch like a lot of pitch bending too. Where yeah. like it's like he has like orchestras like singing very high pitched, you yeah. know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, all of that. So, like, but you could argue that Porter uses some, especially like in um, Wallfuck, mm-hmm. like that. That was like a you could Porter. Porter. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, Flume. Flume. Yeah, you could have argued that like that kind of stuff was kind of like uh, Portery with the chords. You know what I'm saying? But like that was a Porter element used in a flumey way. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, because the the chords were very grand, like grainy, bright, wide, and then the thing that changed from sounding like Porter that made it sound more flumey was the vocal sample. The uh, 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 uh. so like that made it sound flumey just in that sense. But the uh, uh, whatever those chords were, that sounded very Portery to me. Yeah, I think it's it's. It's it, the, using that term, like it's like Porter yeah. or whatever, or like Flume. Yeah. I think it's, you could communicate it like that where people would get it. Yeah. But ultimately, like like that, but they got an influence from something Some, else. Something else, yeah. So what makes that different, I think, is just uh, the detail in the, into the yeah. sound design. Like every, you could just tell that there was just so much time and yeah. effort into just like a one bar yeah. loop or something like that. You're talking about for uh, Flume, like what? That's what I think of when I hear like, "Oh, this this person's trying to sound like Flume," yeah, because they're they're like using a lot of textures and whatnot, yeah. Like it's not a simple uh, progressive house beat or something like that, right? No, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's like accurate, but like I I kind of see why, like yeah, like what really you that understand means. what the definition of, yeah. of that is and Cause why? Because some people might just be like, "Oh, it's like uplifting." Oh, Porter. Yeah, yeah, or like yeah, or like flume, like or future, like you know, it's future based. Oh, it's flume. flume yeah. But there's a reason why. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy how he kind of coined that term, huh? Like future. Yeah. yeah, and it got huge. It got so huge. It got oversaturated because I was on that for a while. Like all my music was sounding. I went from going like house to like future to like hip hop. And now I'm trying to rebuild. <laughs> trying, trying to, to like. Else. Well, I just I think that like I like all of the elements that I've 
gained or like that I've understood and that I've learned from each one of those genres. So now it's like fusing them all together to be able to make stuff like randomly, like whenever I want, you know what I'm saying? And especially after working with um, like instrumentalists now, I've realized that I, I, I enjoy working with instrumentalists more than I do constructing a song on my own. And you then need direction, I, some sort of direction. It's not that I need the direction. It's that I like having the the musicality aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. like, if I have a music, like let's just say I have like a four bar chord structure, and it sounds really really nice, then I'm able to construct some like, um, like experimental production on top of that, and it makes it like sound good. Whereas like if I had just this air experimental production. Then I try to get like a guitarist in on it. Like it would be kind of like, oh, well, like this doesn't really mesh well together because I like I have to play over this weird kind of like sounding stuff. So like the direction is the the tone is set by the musicality, and then I can kind of construct around it. And I like doing that's why I liked work, doing the misstep stuff so much because I was able to take Jacob's musicality and song structures and then kind of build around it and get weird with sounds and you know that fit like the the core structure of the song yeah so but that's just that's just kind of like yeah that makes sense i think uh well that's why i think it's good to collaborate right because you get into your own head and um and you it's kind of puts you on the spot so like whenever i would do something with someone else um it's almost like it's my time to like to like almost to flaunt Right. Or it'd be like, what do I do best? Yeah. So I'll try to do that. Yeah. And then when you get like affirmation, like, oh, that yeah. was tight or something like that, then it kind of just feeds you up. Yeah. Feeds your ego, which you kind of need, you yes. know, you know, because if you, your ego isn't, you know, isn't massaged or whatnot. Yeah. Then you're not going to be motivated to finish anything. Right. Well, and then you get insecure and you're like, oh, well, like, and then you start doubting yourself, you know, and that's the whole cool thing with like working with good people who are uplifting of you is like you can tell when somebody's a good collaborator because they they understand that too you know and i feel like i i like to showcase that too especially like when i work with you or say like chai you or my friend daniel uh christoph like i'll always be vocal about like oh dude that was sick or oh i like that you know because sometimes as a producer too like you kind of get lost in the sauce of like well i can go this way or i can go that way or i can go or i can do this with this and then sometimes you just need somebody to tell you like wait wait, wait, go back like that one thing that you did right there like that sounded really good don't touch that let's use that somehow Mm -hmm. and then unless somebody would have said that then you're like you would have kept going but because they said that then you're like oh yeah it does sound cool so then you stop and then you're able to like move on to something else which in a way is a is an addition to that production because if you wouldn't have had that input you would have just kind of kept going and so unless you guys are being vocal with each other in the collaborative process when you're in the chair or when he's in the chair when i'm in the chair like whatever you kind of you can't be on your phone you know what i'm saying just letting sometimes you got to you know let them like give Mm, them space there's a there's a happy dance to there but like for the most part like if you hear something like as a collaborator like I, I like it when they're vocal. Like if I do something and somebody's like, "Oh, dude, like that was sick." Mm-hmm. Like you should keep that. Like don't don't touch that no more. It's like, yeah. oh, okay, okay. No, like I know to sometimes say a comment and yeah. not re- like not and not I'm not looking for anything back for you to be like, "Oh, really? Oh, yeah. thanks." Like yeah. like oh, that was like if like you're working on on Ableton and then I just hear I'm like, "Oh, that was cool." Yeah. Like just so I know that now that you heard it, so yeah. then you could kind of that could keep 
going yeah. with your process. Yeah. Because I'm sure a lot of times, I know with me too, it's like, it's like, am I like, is this fucking working? Yeah. Like, just say <laughs> if it is or not. And yeah. Then it could, I, it could, yeah. I could probably stop this and do something else, be more productive. Right. Um, I, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Mr. Bill, and uh, he was saying that, like, he's learned that a good, like, being a productive um, producer is almost most, mostly or maybe in a lot of ways saying uh, when not to do something. Mm. So it's like you being like, oh, I'm not going to do that, so I'm going to do this. So mm. it's a lot of saying no and not doing certain things. Right. Which I think I'm at a po- point now where, or right now, just where I'm mostly doing the things that sound good. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure with someone that of how many tracks like he's made and how um, diverse his tracks are, yeah, I think he probably just has all this knowledge of like I know what could be good, yeah. So I got to just take, I got to filter it out to just that one thing, right? Which I gotta, is, I got to go around which it. Which is nuts because yeah. I'm not at that level at all. Yeah, but that's just years and years. And that dude, he's so fortunate because his entire career is based around like trying new things with different softwares and different hardware and like getting new sounds mm-hmm. like that's that's it like his youtube is based off of it this guy this guy's name is uh mr bill and he correct me if i wrong but he started off as like a youtube tutorial person right um i don't th- so i mean basically but yeah. he's he started putting out music and started touring like way before about, that around like around the same time but like okay. a little before that but yeah, I think that's he, what kind of po- probably yeah, t- that's like how he, blew that's him how up. He, that's how he because he was in Australia, so you know uh, it's not that big of a scene right. at that time anyway. And this dude, I mean, talk about seeing a transformation and evolution from his first couple of you know YouTube videos where he was trying to give you some Ableton insight and all the stuff to like now. Like he's still doing these tutorials and you would think like he's out of tricks and in his bag, you know, to be able to share. And he's just constantly coming up with like new ways of, oh, I did this with this and do this with this and with And he uses these tools that are not supposed to be used in this specific way. And he just creates these really cool sounding things. And then for his genre, which is like an experimental bass music um, genre, it's just, you know, this is all he gets to do. So you got to think the hour, the amount of hours that this guy puts in, you know, that's what he has to come up with is, you know, like, I, I got to be able to, like, uh, say no, you know, mm. like, because he just, he's yeah. too smart. Like, he yeah. has too many tricks in his bag. So that's just a, that's just a time thing. Yeah. He's just fortunate. I hope I get to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you will. You just got to keep at it because yeah. you got to, you got to think that that guy, that guy can produce on, Cubase, Logic, Pro Tools, Ableton, you know, Fruity Loops. And then if you brought up Serum, if you brought up Massive, if you brought up any, you know, DAW, he could figure it yeah, out. You even know, if like, he doesn't, yeah. has never touched it, he could just like, oh, well, I mean, this probably does this, right. which will do this. He has, a, he has a complete tech mindset. And that's similar to like uh, the way I look at like maybe like a Dead Mouse 2. When it's having to do with like hardware and patching and mixing and mastering. Because even though he makes like progressive house dance music, he's a good mixing and mastering engineer. So he knows the techniques as to what he's actually doing and he can tell you why. 
You know what I'm saying? So if he had to produce a hip hop or a pop song or whatever, he could still mix and master it correctly and it would sound good because he knows why. It's not just like, oh, I tried it and it sounded good. Like he actually knows, you know, the reasons why he's doing what he's doing just through years of experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think I think those two guys are like kind of like neck and neck in terms of that even though they're not the same, they're like kind of are, you know? Mm-hmm in terms of their education on their engineering side. Because those guys, I look at like as straight engineers. I, w- I would call them engineers before they are like producers. Yeah, I think producer is like a close second. Basically. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, because like they obviously are super creative and they do have musicality, you know, and abilities to put out nice tunes. But like first and foremost, I think that they would be engineers. Mm-hmm. I think their engineering game is just so, so high quality. Well, and Mr. Bill, like he went to music or audio engineering college but he even says like he really didn't learn what he thought like he needed to learn like mm-hmm. he just learned on his own right and he didn't doesn't really know music theory and if you hear his stuff like it's very musical yeah so it was him just you know just messing around just messing just finding basic chords and arpeggiators and then yeah doing those tricks that he'll do tutorials about of just rendering audio right and, so again, like he just did a bunch of stuff and like, oh, this sounds good. And yeah. it makes people think that how like he's actually like a musical genius. Right. When right. he's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. Right? For real. Speaking of faking it till you make it. Logan Paul <laughs> faked being a boxer. But not really, because he actually got to do it. And uh we should probably talk about it for a second these last couple minutes here we don't have to watch this whole thing but i did want to bring this up because these are the stats floyd mayweather versus logan paul 217 thrown punches by mr paul and 107 by mayweather yeah that's pretty what i think people would predict yeah especially this young he's like what 20 years younger than mayweather something Something like like that. that Punches landed, however, 28 for Mr. Paul and 43 for Mayweather. So the percentage is 40% to Floyd Mayweather and 13% for Logan Paul. I don't know what the average punchage like percentage punchage. is, but uh, 13%, yeah, you're not going to beat a guy with that. Even though it was just expedi- expedition. Yeah. Um, that it wasn't like a win or loss kind of thing, which I didn't know about until just yesterday, right oh, before really? the fight. And I didn't, I didn't watch the fight. I was working. Right. Yeah, I didn't but, watch um, it either. Uh, we watched the highlights, and I mean, look at this record though, right here. This dude's. I think this is crazy <laughs> that he even got this got this fight because his his career pro boxing record is zero and one. And the only the only credibility he has is his twenty million social media subscribers. Well, it's like it that's makes, the, that's it. why he's there. Right. <laughs> and then you got this guy over here, fifty and zero. Twelve world titles. Yeah, I can't talk right now. Twelve world titles in five different weight classes, one thirty to one fifty four. And he's elected into International Boxing Hall of Fame in twenty twenty one class. Well, I think, like, the main reason why this was even really, like, I guess... Uh, a possibility? No, like, a reason why people were interested is because of the gap. Yeah. You know, just because, like, oh, this is just... 
a kid that people just want him to lose or for some people like they just want his fate like they want him to be stricken right like of like this is not your right. sport right but um to be honest i didn't really i wasn't really too like excited, excited about, about no neither was i well and then like we're just fortunate now that there's just these youtube highlights like right. like get posted like the day after so right. i'm like and yeah, I knew I was going to be able to like see a, the exact amount that I was going to need to watch. I mean, I knew it was going to be like a, a boring, like not skilled fighter being like kind of just taught, not tossed around because I didn't think Floyd was going to be aggressive, but I thought Floyd was going to do exactly what he did, which was play that defensive, just kind of, and then just pop him in wherever he Let him seemed tire fit. Out. Yeah, exactly. Because if you watch the highlights, I mean, not even into the third round, maybe like third, third round, second round, like Paul already looks exhausted. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and he's like hunched was, over his and his hair is drenched. Well, drenched his fr- the first round, he just came blazing, <laughs> like just like an ape, just like nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Just while like <laughs> Floyd was defending himself. Yeah, um, but I'm not like I'm just not super excited about watching uh, boxing in general. Yeah, I think just because I watched more UFC when I was growing up right. to boxing, I didn't watch any boxing. So from going from that to that, right, it's just not that exciting. If I know no one's really gonna right. read that much, right? No, I agree, and especially the way that they they officiate boxing and the the official like allows you time to like get up and everything you know and compared to like ufc where it's like you kill him until the ref says like no more right yeah, like, while like your, yeah your wife is watching yeah yeah, yeah. and your little son <laughs> but yeah so the the i don't know the do or die kind of like uh environment is just not there so it's like yeah, man. and I've yet to see a very skilled boxer fight a very skilled boxer. So that, like, that's another thing. Like, I've never actually watched like a good boxing match because, like, like Conor McGregor and Mayweather, like, he's not a boxer, mm. so that's not really a good one. And then these stupid exhibition games, like the you know the YouTuber ones, like, this is not real boxing. Yeah, you're just waiting for the final results. Yeah. Like so now, when you watch real boxing, then it's it's more like chess. You're seeing right. <clears throat> how their game plans are adapting to each other and whatnot. Correct, but it's still you know still kind of boring. Yeah, yeah, still kind of boring. So I agree. So this whole all this hoopla about this stuff, I'm just you know yeah. You're like, who cares? <laughs> like I care enough to watch the highlights to right. to probably have a really shallow opinion about it. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, Mayweather was going to win this whole time. Yeah, yeah. Or this, you know, like, but I don't, yeah, I don't care too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got um, so much other stuff going on. No, I mean, something crazy would have to happen, which is kind of sad, you know? It's like, yeah, you know, punched him, like, while he was down or something. Yeah. What? Let me look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, you think, like, um, I forget how many uh, people or how much they made on the pay-per-view. It wasn't as much, nearly as much as like a real fight or the ma- or the no. breaker fight. No. But it's like there's people that bought, purchased yes. with their money like, yes. to, to, to watch this. Yes. And did they have like other fights going on? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Between like real f- boxers? I think so. Not YouTube, smaller Not, yeah, YouTubes yeah, yeah, and smaller yeah, yeah. boxers. Yeah, they had old ex Viners, people that just have a thousand famous people. Someone that just has a thousand views. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Versus a fifty view. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, 
I'm not into the whole gimmicky thing. I'm not either. You know? Because I know what's going on. Yeah. I'm not, I know too scripted. much. We all know too much. Yeah. So it's just like, uh. And then um, you, you, then you got real, real stuff going on. Like you got like, you know, hockey playoffs going on. So it's like, I'm paying way more attention to that compared sure. to like, oh yeah, it's compared way to this. more entertaining. This is, this is a gnarly post season for well, hockey. And, and then they had like yeah. that hit. Did you see that hit on um, Winnipeg? Winnipeg on Montreal. Yeah. yeah. This, uh, this dude, what was his name? Scheifel? I Yeah. That's the Winnipeg dude, yeah. And the guy got suspended for four games for charging. How does he spell his name? Is that it right oh, yeah, there? Yeah. Shifley. This dude, this dude got laid out. Canadians are going to clear. Evans is going to get down there first. The net is empty. Can he tuck it in? He does. He's a first. The net is empty. Can he tuck it in? He does. Ooh. So that goal or that hit happened at the very, very end of the game. They they were up two one or something like that. They were up by like one goal and uh, or four three, and they had just scored. So they were like all pumped up, and um, this guy was back checking along with everyone else, along with everybody else, and this forward had his head down and he laid him out and he got suspended four games for it yeah i think if he would have gotten up like it just looks bad because he i think he went on a stretcher right yeah they they took him on a stretcher yeah like he was out yeah he was out cold but he was moving yeah right so like he wasn't unconscious i, I think, think they were just doing it as a safety precaution you know i want to do you think like they say like hey like just to sell this a little bit no, I like just don't move. Um, no way. We're gonna bring the stretcher. No out. way. But but if you but if you saw if you saw this uh, in slow motion, this dude, he he goes upside down. Oh yeah, he. You know what I'm saying? So like he yeah he he's straight upside down. But on he there. didn't. I mean, it's like it's unfortunate. Yes. But you need to have like you know someone's trying to take your head off, right? Because people there's the whole team doesn't want you want to score, right? So you have to just because he could have still like if he had his head up he still could have right well and in the and in the and in the um uh I think it was like the the following day uh, Scheifel he had a, uh, a conference and the first thing he said was look like first and foremost like I'm praying for a, like a quick recovery you know like it's unfortunate that he got hurt but. You know, this is the game that we're in. You know what I'm saying? Like the, like you kind of, you know, you know the cost. You know, and I was trying to um, save a goal, and so then, then they went into like breaking it down and stuff. And he was actually calling out like all the fans because he was, he was basically saying like, you know, like I'm a, I'm a grown man. Like I can take like you know hate from like fans or whatever. But like I guess his like his wife and his mm-hmm. family and his parents were getting like death yeah. threats and stuff mm-hmm. and he's like you know and like they don't like they don't deserve that so like you know you guys need to chill out on all that and so uh that was i thought that was pretty crazy i didn't think uh hockey got that much uh <laughs> yeah i so i i don't follow spin chicklets which is a barstool podcast um on hockey yeah um it's three guys and they seems like in the just the last you know couple of years or so they bring up like a bunch of like 
Twitter, social media oriented oriented stuff. Yeah. And it's just like flabbergasting because it's, I think it's not like a big deal, but then because it become it does get to the point where yeah. it's like it's some people get threatened and right. some people and you don't know you know what's what could happen so it's not right. like you could ignore it right yeah I think that's crazy well and then all it's like and it's dealing with people getting most of the time it's people getting hurt right by other players like right. Tom Wilson or whatever right so then it becomes this very like you. You know, it's like a defense mechanism. It's like you right. try to kill my player, yeah. per se. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I'm going to yeah. try to kill your wife yeah. <laughs> in bed. Um, yeah, these freaking so sports which, fans are which, crazy. Which I don't think is a big deal, but then I wonder if this is just going to put pressure on the on the league to to really minimize like, like uh, more uh, serious hitting like that. Because if you did, if they give them the incentive like this is gonna cost you like a ten game suspension to just right. do this, people are aren't gonna. Well, and maybe like that's that. what that suspension was for. Do you know it's what I'm ex- saying? It's like it's, it's just an example. Yeah, exactly. It's four games in the playoffs, and he's one of their you know best players. So they're they're pretty much done for though. They're down three zero. Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. They're pretty much done for. This entire postseason has been so, so exciting to watch. I've been... So much hate. Yeah. Just because these, these teams, because um, they're still playing in the conference, because they haven't been able to play other conferences because of COVID. Yeah. So they've been playing each other like 12 times. Yeah. So there's just so much bad blood yeah. on both sides. So like it's it's not surprising you see yeah. things like this happen. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's been it's been super exciting. I'm excited. The uh, the the Lakers are out of their the running. Oh, they yeah, got they got they got knocked out. So like that was. So what's I mean I haven't paid attention. I just saw that first the first game the was yeah. it the wild card game against um, Oakland. Yeah, I saw yeah. that. Um, and then yeah, I just haven't. They really yeah they um they played um Phoenix in the first round and they they lost four to two i think or four to one and there was a there was a meme that was going on uh the internet and it was like hockey players after like a a series loss or whatever and it's like them shaking hands because that's like you know the tradition every team shakes hands after every single um series in the playoffs and lebron james walked to the the locker room like before the game even ended you know this time around it's like Dude, grow up. You're an adult. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they don't they show some respect. Don't they always do that too? To like they're just basketball cr- players they're as just well. Cry babies, though. Like, I wish Charlie was here to to maybe like speak something to it. But I just like they 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 glorify that guy so much. Like, and let's you know, let's be real. He's one of the greatest players like to ever play the game. Like, no doubt. But like. You should, you're like at that leadership role now. You know, you're old, you're about to like retire soon. Like, you got wisdom now. You know, you need to show, you know, leadership. And he was pouting the whole time. And I get it. Like, one of their best players was hurt. So it was basically just him, like, you know, trying to have to carry the team. And none of his teammates were like helping out. Like, they, like, (laughs) it was, it was crazy. Like, I I watched a couple games. I mean, because they got blown out the last like two games. It was like like 30, 30 point deficits. I mean, it was bad. But any single chance that the Lakers would get, I mean, it was a complete shit show. Like nothing was going in. 
like every single opportunity was just thrown away. And so he was getting pissed and like, I get it. You know what I'm saying? But as like a leader of the team, you know what I'm saying? Like you should be given the other team credit. Like they outplayed you guys. They were the better team. Go over there, shake a hand, wish them good luck and be on your way. You know, you're going to be back next year. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And he just kind of walked away like a crybaby. So I'd have to look at that, that footage. That sucks. Well, I wonder too. Like, I wouldn't be surprised too, if because like he's just so unwrapped in the in um, the league that where like he's forced to apologize. Nah, I would, like I could see that happening. I just think he likes the drama and he knows how to like tension. Yeah, um, I saw this little video of um, I forget what it might have been the first game or two. Mm-hmm. It was like one of the next time he he got like injured. Okay, and um, there was a scrum that was happening. So like he got hurt. He was on the ground, and then there was a scrum happening. And um, this guy, this guy, I think it was a podcast or something, and he was like um, commentating. He's like, as soon as there was a scrum happening, mm-hmm. um, and they saw, and he saw that the tension wasn't on him anymore. He tried to walk, which like, like he tried to walk through it. He just got right up mm. when he was like down and whatnot. Mm. Yeah, I don't like that about it. Yeah, about that stuff. Um, so yeah, we were. T- I was talking with Dad about. Um, just like hockey versus like other sports. And cause, uh, when I was in Seattle, they put on the soccer game while I was watching the hockey game, but the hockey game was like, it was already like four zero. So like, it's, it is what it is. Like they're the home team. Everybody literally was there to watch the soccer game at the bar. So I was like, ah, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. And the very first play, dude, I kid you not like this dude, like just flops and is like, like holding his ankle. And I'm like, Oh, like this is this is why I can't watch this sport because they don't try to make a play out of a bad situation. They try to flop mm. to get possession, so then that's their advantage. And it's kind of like the same with basketball, in my opinion. Because again, you're coming from like a hockey background, so you're literally you you don't give up on the play unless the the whistle's blown. And even if you get hit, the only thing that you might embellish in hockey is a high stick. I think that's like one of the only things that like me personally, like I, I would throw my head back some mm-hmm. at times because sometimes it's just a reaction because you're like, whoa, like, you know, something's in my face. So like that one you kind of embellish. And then like if you're getting hooked, like, you know, there's there's times where like it's not even an embellishment. It's just like your body is like thrown. So it's like the amount of embellishment in hockey versus the amount of embellishment in soccer and sometimes basketball. Like I think it's crazy that like when you shoot the basketball and on your um, follow through, like the ball's already out of your hand, and on your follow through, like if a guy taps your hand, like that's a like a foul, you know, and like so, like on a free throw. No, no, no. Like just like say you oh, like you're defending he, me, oh. and like and I like throw the ball, but like you hit my hand, like that's a foul. Oh, I guess it's too easy, right? I mean, like, and maybe be, like, I'm wrong on that on what that rule is, but I'm pretty I'm pretty sure like. Charlie would probably correct me on, you know, well, there's not that. But yeah, but like, uh, you know, you can't really touch people. Well, it's not like a contact sport, even though it kind of is at times, which is weird. Like you could set a pick, right? Which is completely like interference. Like you can interfere, but like you can't touch. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. Well, it's it's strange that those sports like basketball and soccer, they have uh, 
specific penalties for embellishment, like right. for that. Yeah. But they choose not to. It's like they set the bar of like, right. Super well, this isn't that fake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's fine. So like, yeah, I would be interested to talk to someone that's like into soccer or someone that really knows. Or I'm sure there's a documentary about it. Probably. Maybe we could do a whole like three hours on. <laughs> yeah, I just it's hard to watch that that sport for me just because of that fact you know it has nothing to do with like the skill level or the interest that soccer i have in soccer it's just i can't i can't watch them just flop all the time and then just get right back up and nobody takes a knee nobody but that's so disrespectful you should take a fucking knee (laughs) they teach you in ayso exactly yeah someone little kid's crying for his mommy yeah you sit down you put like i'd play with the grass i'd find a ladybug i'd find something to do exactly yeah, one hundred percent. I got a skedaddle. Oh yeah, I got to serve people some ribs. Oh, it's already four thirty. Three, three forty-one. All right. Yeah, no worries. All right, man. Well, thank you for tuning in, y'all. As always, like, subscribe, share, follow. You know the drill. Donate, donate. We appreciate the viewership. We appreciate the support. Thank you always. Big small talks out. All right. Peace out. Peace.